Welcome to the For Columbus Podcast. Sharing inspiring stories of local faith leaders from congregations, parachurch ministries, and the marketplace. With your host, Adam Ward. Well, hello, listeners. I am happy to bring a former guest back on the show today. The last time her and I talked, you can go look that episode up, was in December of 2019. And as we know, that was just getting ready to change the world at that point. And this, uh, she was also new in her role, but has gained a tremendous amount of experience in the past year and a half, two years that she's been in it. Now we have Jessica Gadden, the senior Network Director for the Eastern Time Zone for Alpha USA. Jess, welcome back to the program. Thanks. Good to be here. Pastors and leaders, we know 2020 was tough. And if you've if you followed any of the research, we had a, a mass exodus from the church. Um, we had a reduction uh, in regular participation uh, in evangelism. And But what I would like to highlight, and the reason that I have Jess back on the show today, is that Alpha has found a unique way to grow despite uh, the odds. And, and Jess, I think you had a, a great comment right before we started, and that is, how can we reimagine evangelism in a post-COVID world? So this this episode is going to be about that. But before we get going and before I have you share, I wanted I pulled a couple statistics from the 2020 annual report. And uh, so Alpha from 2019 to 2020 experienced 35% growth. So mm-hmm. while, while attendance at churches dropped by that number, Alpha increased by that number. Um, there were over 154,000 new salvations as a result of Alpha uh, programs here in the United States. The engagement with teens has gone up nearly 100% since 2017. With Gen Z, that's an incredible statistic. Uh, 45% of churches um, that did online Alpha were actually new to the Alpha um, mm-hmm. online process. 188,000 people attended Alpha online in 2020. And that uh, almost 3,000 churches and ministries um, participated in that. Those stats right there are staggering. So I just I just want to ask right off the bat, what did it feel like being part of Alpha in 2020? Mm -hmm. Um, It felt really fun. I mean, I think it was a gift to be kind of part of a team of people, you know, across the nation that said, how can we equip the church to stay on mission. And I think when everything went virtual, we just got curious and, you know, all around the world, the alpha team is saying like, can alpha happen online? And there's lots of skeptics about that, but, um, it worked and it was really an honor to be a simple gift to the church in a time where there wasn't a lot of resource and tools for so many churches in staying on mission and staying engaged. And so it kind of opened a door for us that I think we were, pleasantly surprised by. Um, and it was, yeah, I, w- I would say it was really fun. It was a gift to be able to equip the church in a season where mission felt really intangible to get inside of people's homes and then into that intimate space and give them opportunity to, to be heard and loved and seen and process what was going on in the world around them. And then 
encounter love. Um, yeah. It was Jesus. So it was, it was pretty fun, pretty fun to do. You know, I think the irony is, so the Alpha founder, Nikki Gumbel, was actually anti-online, quote, church totally. prior to COVID. Now he's, and he has loves it. <laughs> now he's like fascinated yeah. by it and immersed in it. And you guys went and adopted it in a probably, I'd say, the, the most world-class manner that, mm-hmm. that's out there. Now, you had a successful uh, in-person one. So if I compare 2018 to 2019, you still had 19% growth in your yeah. in-person model. And so it's not it's not like you weren't growing before, but the fact that you were growing in what in a increasing post-Christian culture mm-hmm. says something uh, about the model and that not just that you're having the conversations, but that you are converting people to believers. So there's a couple more stats that, and I'm so glad you guys, you know, keep metrics on this. Um, since attending an alpha course, 90% of non-believers now say they're a follower of Jesus. Since attending an alpha course, 75% of Christian non-active have become more involved in their church. Mm-hmm. 92% of Christian churchgoers feel like they have a more intimate relationship with Jesus. And only 6% of alpha attenders felt like they had no, no or negative impact after attending the course. That means 94% had a positive uh, result as, as attending a, an alpha course. Those are just crazy numbers. So if, if we go back to our last episode, if you want to listen to that, you can look that up. But um, tell us a little bit about how the alpha model and, you know, whether that's the online or the in-person one can can take people from that to those tremendous results. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's interesting I think that we you know we hear all the time that like 47 percent of millennials think it's wrong to share their faith and then and then you also hear on the flip side of that like over 90 percent of millennials think that Jesus is the best thing that's ever happened to them so we hold these tensions and I think as we pull out that data and learn more about my generation as we're saying there's something that's not working about our old methods mm. that proclamation is good and right and we want that and we do some proclamation on alpha, the alpha course um but we were curious about the method. Is there a different way to engage a post-Christian world? I think for the States, it's interesting because um, we're not just post-COVID. It increased kind of our post-Christian trajectory, I think. And, right. and so I think that that serves, you know, my generation is asking the question, we're having different kinds of conversations now. Most people, when they're, when, when I'm, evangelizing relationships are so much at the forefront of what's happening it's a conversation and so what alpha what alpha really provides is the space the space to have the conversations that we're already having but we're putting some some legs to them we're saying that there's three things that really matter um, in these conversations is that we have we practice radical hospitality we're honest about the gospel and then there's space for people to be heard and for them to hear from God themselves in their own life experience. And so I think that Alpha has been a gift to me as I learn, as I think about processing what it means to evangel- do evangelism. It's something I care about. I care so deeply that people experience the love of God. And I 
in my own life, I have to keep going back to the love of God. This has been harder, hard mm-hmm. experience for myself. And I, I get to go back to this center point where at the end of the day, I know that God loves me. Right. And so many people are walking through life, you know, without that. And, and I know my friends, you know, want, want spaces to make it possible for people to experience that love. And Alpha says, we love you with food. We love you with uh, a loving message of the gospel. And then we say, bring, bring yourself to this space and, and come belong here. And we can talk about what it is that God's doing and what he could be up to in your life without yeah, the, the strategy is going to have to be different. It, it's, it's, it's changed. Um, and I think millennials and Gen Z have a unique way of engaging something that they're really passionate about. It's different than let me explain it to you. We're saying, mm. come and experience, come and experience what we, what we have. Right. Um, you talk about evangelism and going the the core kind of mission of the church. And you quoted some of the statistics about how there's, it doesn't matter what they think they should be doing versus what they're experiencing. And increasingly pastors are, are feeling like evangelism is getting in the way of them being successful, mm-hmm. but simultaneously they feel and they're all, they're all called to impact people's lives genuinely on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So this, this pull between what traditional church performance needs to be and, you know, sharing the gospel with new groups of people um, is, is very hard on pastors. And you made a comment that w- w- what if we, what if we w- reimagine evangelism around listening I think that I think that there's this opportunity for I I mean I think that at least the pastors I'm connected to are the most you know loving kind people who just want to see their church healthy right. and well and see people all over the city encounter the love of God and so meet Jesus and of course I mean I I've done pastoral work and I experienced the tensions of you know the kind of push and pull of discipleship and evangelism and trying to take care of the sheep and go reach the one. I mean, those tensions exist and I think they never won't. Um, But I think that there's a special place in something like alpha that says, could this be a space for the sheep and for the one? And could we all sit at a table and learn how to listen? And could our churches really grow in a, in in an ability to hear each other and then hear the other, and you know do that over a meal and do that at the table? And I think that that's you know one of the reasons. I think there's lots of ways to to have this conversation. I don't think the alpha is the golden like star of of evangelism, but I think that it's it's working because it's there's just room for mm-hmm. both for both of those things. But I, there is a, um, you know, I, I uh, grew up in vineyard churches and there's this, all, all the, the pastors I was connected to, there's this, this reality of like, if we don't keep our foot on evangelism, then we really lose 
on the pedal of evangelism, then we really lose sight of the great commission to go mm. and make disciples of all nations. And so I, I come kind of by it naturally saying, if we don't rem- remember the joy of our salvation by seeing people encounter Christ, then the things we do day in and day out, they get, they get tired. Mm. And I think that the most alive Christians that I engage with are the ones that are telling other people about what Jesus is doing mm. in their life. And they're not shoving Jesus down people's throats. They're yeah. engaging conversations, but they're not afraid to talk about what good is God. And I think that to do that over a table and to provide space and trust God to speak to the, speak into the life of a person, he's calling people to himself and that's what we do in Alpha. We say, we're not the ones who call. We invite people to dinner and God is the one who calls. Mm. Um, and it's fun. It's what works. It's fun. So there, there's a couple things that I want to talk about how it's been made incredibly easy for leaders to get on board. And one of the things is that uh, there's a Barna Glue partnership that has mm-hmm. happened with Columbus. Uh, we're yeah. one of four cities in the United States that are getting to benefit from this Barna Glue partnership. And and then there's a bunch of national organizations that have said, hey, we're going to be part of this too. And yeah. Alpha is one of them. Mm-hmm. And so when, uh, if, you know, if you're sharing with the leaders, what is it that this you think has an, is enabling it to be easier to be part of, uh, of, of Alpha? I think the data, you know, we get to, Barna is such they're giving us such a gift to be able to see what's happening in the world around us. And we get to look at the data and we get to see what's happening, uh, the generational gaps, the differences. Um, so I just think there's, there's some real gifts there. And I would say if I was, you know, leading a church right now, I'd be looking at that data and letting it inform a lot of my decisions. And I'd be inviting young 20 somethings, young, you know, Gen Z, uh, into the room and asking them about the data and asking them to help imagine with me, Mm. um, what could we do to give to give uh, you room to, to so that we can we can shift and shape culture? I think as a millennial, there's this interesting um, gap right now. It's you know we're we're sort of in the middle of these two this generation, but because time has sped up, there's this ear we really have to have to Gen Z right now. That I think millennials' greatest service is to say we will not uh, move move up in the ranks of, of leadership without our younger mm. brothers and sisters to hear from them about what does the world need and what do they want? Cause we need their energy. We need their fuel and we need their perspectives to take us to where we want to go. Because I think the world's moving faster than we, we want it to be. And we need young voices to look at the data with us in collaboration and say, yeah, what is this? What does this mean? And for, for alpha, I think that's really what we we really want to do. We want to say we really care about young people. And we actually think that the form that Alpha presents to a church um, around hospitality and conversation and listening is a really safe space for young people to have conversation. People leave, people, uh, Gen Z feels like they have a positive evangelistic conversation if they both, both people left feeling heard and valued that their point of view is respected and valued. And so that's the kind of space that we're trying to create in alpha. Um, it's the strength that we can pull even from like, uh, the therapeutic community. They're saying people need to be able to present themselves Mm. and be accepted as they are this journey to wholeness, you know, wanting kind of 
the whole person to be transformed. Um, and so I'm rambling on and on, but I think that that's the key that this, this information from glue from Barna, this, the studies that are happening, I think we need to look at it and we need to not make millennials included, not just our intuitive uh, reactions to how we change and go forward. We need to take the voice of the coming up generation, really, you know, high school, right out of high school and say, what do you, you're, you're a Christian, you've given your life to Jesus and you're living in times I don't understand, but what do we do with this data mm, and, yeah. and see what happens. And that can only happen through listening, right? Totally. So if you're talking, you're, you're not hearing what, what's happening. Yeah. So let's make this transition. It's you guys have made it as easy as possible for a group to happen, whether that's an in-person group or an online group. This is you're not asking a pastor to do a sermon series around it. You're actually not even asking him to lead it. You're just saying, hey, if you can do this and this, we can run an alpha group through your church. Why, why don't you share how, you know, what the minimum, you know, kind of requirements are for, for a group to be run? Yeah, I think that Alpha is so accessible for, you know, any man or woman leading a church to say, we want to try a new way of evangelism. And I I think that Alpha is really tangible. It's accessible. It's reproducible. It's what we it's what we try to do. So we, we tell people to pick dates <laughs> for their Alpha. It's 11 weeks. Um, you can you can do some variants on that. Uh, put together a team. Come to one of our trainings, which I have a training um, on August 21st here um, at Vineyard Columbus in Westerville, four-hour training. It just kind of gives you the basic tools of how to get started on Alpha. But you really, you put a team together and then you try it. And we give you, you know, all the resources to do the training or to do the course for free. Um, so all of that is accessible. But I think what, it, it's simple to grab and, and any any church will be able to pick it up and they'll get better as they go. Um but we actually, this conversation model is slow. Mm. It's, it's a model that says we actually want to walk alongside of a church in process of reimagining evangelism, growing mm. an evangelistic culture. And so that takes time. It's not just a one-off. Um, we say that churches should plan on three years of mm. developing this as a way to develop leaders, to um, fill their churches with uh, people who are filled with the spirit, people who are renewed in their faith and the people who are inviters. And that mm. takes time and it takes time to re to reorient toward uh, the conversation way. And because we're allowing for process, we're not trying to win people to anything. We're actually giving them space to process what's true for them and, and trust that the Holy spirit is going to reveal himself. That is, that's very process oriented type evangelism. And so I still think we'll need, you know, the, the proclamation environments. Yeah. Um, but this is something that's different. This is saying it is easy to do. It's reproducible, you know, from church to church, you can see that there is a recipe that, that works well. Um, but it is a commitment. It's a commitment to seeing uh, people in your church start to open up their, the table and invite their neighbors into conversation about Jesus. And that, and that takes time. And we really think that it's worth the time, the churches that we've walked with. And, you know, we walk with churches, churches walk with people. Um, and the churches that we've, we've walked with over years to, to develop this kind of culture each time 
uh, they see more and more of the possibility of mm. what these kinds of conversations can do in the life of their church, not just for um, guests on Alpha. We, we do. We see people meet Jesus. Um, we see people come into, into life with him. You know, often people who go through Alpha, who start out as people who aren't Christians, uh, catch on to the life of the church really simply and easily because they've they've begun to belong to something. They serve on Alpha. They go on to, you know, in turn, do whatever they they grow in their ministry trajectory of service. Um, But then we also see that people in the church that serve on alpha have a joy to salvation that uh, Mm. it's just easy to forget when you're in, you know, the further stages of faith, you know, you, you, I don't know if you know that critical journey, you talk about the different stages of faith and you kind of get to that four or five stage, three, four, five stage, you kind of forget what it was like to fall in love Um, just like any maturing relationship. And so you kind of get to, to be part again of people falling in love Mm. and with Jesus. And that's a gift to the whole church, not just to the guests. And look, so I'm going to repeat a couple of those things. One is it's, it's an about an 11 week program. That's the template, right? So Mm -hmm. if you do it exactly, it's 11 weeks. Uh, Two is that you need a team and that team doesn't have to be paid staff, right? That team can be, 100% 100% volunteers, you can have a staff member on it. it, mm-hmm. it it's not like you have to add staff to run Alpha. Nope. And another thing is that the resources are created. You don't have to create any content for any of the weeks. All you have to do is be able to get the resources, watch it, and then ask questions and listen, right? Yeah, totally. And then we also have the materials available to train your team. So, you know, none of that has to be curated. And then we have staff, Alpha staff that are you know, I'm here and I've got a team of coaches that are available to walk you through what you need. And none of that, it's all free. And uh, so they've had donors that I think last year gave almost $6 million so that churches can participate in this. You mentioned uh, real quickly the August 21st training, but I'd like to highlight that again. Mm -hmm. So um, tell us what specifically that is and then how, how they could be part of that. Running Alpha uh, training. It's called Run Alpha. Um, it'll be four hours long. We'll have two meals together. Um, we'll feed you a little light breakfast and then some lunch. And we will essentially are going to kind of what is Alpha? Why Alpha for a church? And then walk you through sort of the life cycle of what it means to start Alpha. Kind of what are the basic ins and outs, practicals, so our best practices. And then we um, end with uh, ministry time to just fill you know, pray for and fill leaders as they come to explore this way of evangelism for their church. Um, The other opportunities is you'll connect to other churches in the city who are exploring doing evangelism in this way and in this form. Um, And then I'll be there, you know, and other people who've been running Alpha for a while to answer questions and hopefully, you know, walk alongside you on your journey to to running Alpha. And this is held at the Vineyard in... Cooper Road Vineyard, yeah, on uh, Vineyard Columbus on Cooper Road from it's a nine to one training. And then how would they register? Do they just show up? Uh, there is a registration link that maybe we could drop. On okay, the- I can put in the show notes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's too complicated for her to quote it right now yep. and for me <laughs> to repeat that. So look in the show notes <laughs> for that. Um, and is this targeted for church staff or lay leaders or who who is the ideal person to come to a, an alpha training 
I would say if you know that you're going to run alpha, then have the person that you want running your alpha coming to this training. Um, if you don't know that you want to run alpha and you're a church leader and you're exploring this being a possibility for your church, then I would say the church leader should come because um, you're going to get enough why mm-hmm. uh, in the in the conversation and enough experience of what alpha should feel like. We make the trainings really feel like what an alpha would feel like. Mm. Um Obviously the content is different, but the feel, you know, the environment that we create is really similar. And so that would be the the two categories of people. If you're a church leader exploring Alpha, be a great place to come and check it out and see if it's right for your church right now. And then if you know that you want to run Alpha and you know who you want to have run your Alpha, send Mm. them and a couple other people that they would want to do that with. Um, Because it really is also equipping, you know, we want to equip equip churches to be set up well to run alpha. So we give people like a three to six month plan, um, what they need to do to prepare. We give people kind of the basic tools. We help them interact with the website and yeah, people leave feeling pretty ready to run uh, as long as they've, they've got a date set. Yeah. I mean, that's great. So yeah, leaders, I would encourage you to check that out. Uh, look at the link in the show notes. And, and Jess, if, if anyone wants to, find out more information about what's happening alpha and in Columbus or Ohio or, or the whole Eastern time zone. How how would they, uh, where would they go to find out about that? They can email me and I'd be happy to talk to them. All right. And that I'm going to put that link in the show notes, but that's Jessica Gatton at alphausa.org. All right. Jessica Gatton at alphausa.org. That'll be in the, in the show notes. How awesome for you to be part of an organization that's doing this. I think it is a true treasure to the world right now. Um, and I'm just glad for your leadership. I love that you're born and raised and staying in Columbus. Um, and that, but that, you know, evangelism is important to you and you're continuing to give your life to ministry. So Jess, thanks for being on the show and thanks for yeah. serving us. Thanks. thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Also, rating and reviewing us on iTunes helps get the word out.